0: Five, four, three, two, one. WhatsApp, Viber. Welcome to another episode of TNT Weekly, episode number five. Check me out at TNTWeekly.com and subscribe to my podcast. You can find them easily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Really appreciate it. Really excited about our guest today in the house. Actually, I'm in his house, known as Dr. T, Mr. T, Dr. Phil. I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm so happy to have him in the house and talk to him about chiropractic, chiropractics, in physio med, etc. And uh, we'll find out what Phil is up to and what he has been up to during COVID. How are you doing, Phil? I'm doing great. And I wanted to thank you for this opportunity because uh,
1: it's an opportunity to talk about a little bit of the small businesses and how everything has been affecting them and what we've been doing to to cope. Yeah. So I appreciate that very much.
0: Well, listen, my uh, my pleasure, uh, you know, came to Alliston in 2010. And, uh, I've never looked back and, uh, this is a great opportunity for me to reach out to the business people and had a lot of time during COVID to think about what I could do, but I just feel for everyone in the business community and, uh, they've treated me well. And I just want to give something back. So listen for any listeners that don't know you, Phil, um, you know, can you tell them your story? How, what brought you to Alliston? What got you into this level of care? And uh, give us sort of a journey and uh, how you got here uh, to Alliston. Thank you. It's
1: uh, it's actually an interesting story because when I was in school, med school was always at the top of my uh, my list of where I want to go. So I went to UFT, specialized in human bio. Uh, then I did my masters at Hamilton at Mac. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I, re- I already had taken my MCATs. I had applied to med schools. Everything was ready to go. Um, and then I played baseball, hurt my back. And one of my colleagues, while I was doing my master's said, you should go see a Cairo. And it was down the street from McMaster. And I did, and I basically fell in love and I loved how the hands-on component of the treatment, uh, was used. And that was kind of what I think my passion was. I just didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I asked that doctor at that time, if I could shadow him for a few, uh, a few weeks and he allowed me, taught me, took me to actually some seminars and stuff. Like he really took me under his wing and he didn't have to. But uh, after that, I pulled all my applications from med school, applied to chiro School at CMCC here in Toronto, and uh, the rest is history. Then I, I associated with somebody at a clinic in uh, a multidisciplinary clinic in Scarborough. And that took me to another level where I'm like, I really want to work with other healthcare practitioners because. I'm all about interdisciplinary. I believe that working with professionals in different health fields is the best way of getting people better. Not one person has all the answers or not one profession has all the answers, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So after four years of working under uh, another uh, colleague, I looked to expand. I always wanted to own my own business. Um, So this opportunity came to open up shop out of the walking clinic in Walmart Mm -hmm. and here in Alliston here in Alliston. So Jack Nathan health was a a company or is a company that owns the rights to all the walking clinics in um, the Walmarts. Yeah. So they reached out to Physiomed if we wanted to expand. I was the first in the whole Physiomed franchise to, to look into it. So we walk, (laughs) I'm born and raised in Toronto. Yeah. So downtown Toronto. (laughs) So I drive up with my partner at that time, my business partner, and we come and we're driving along 89 and come up to Walmart. And and at that time, there was not even the A and W. There was nothing. Yeah. It was just Walmart. And I'm like, okay, so now what are we going to do? So we walk in, saw the opportunity. Uh, the the key and the turning point, if you want to call it the TSN turning point, was when I met the docs. The doctors that run the walk-in clinic at Walmart uh, are probably some of the most progressive thinking docs I've ever met, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of allowing me and accepting me, because if you know the history of chirals and MDs, there was a, a like some bad, That's blood, right. yeah. some bad blood back in the day, but we've evolved quite a bit. Um, so it took some time. We built up at Walmart. We, uh, started to see some patients. And what They're year d- was that? From? 2011. So I've been here nine and a half years. Uh, I will never go back to Toronto. No offense, but I love being up north and in this town. Yeah. I really do. Uh, so we grew. There was some, obviously some learning, cur- a learning curve between the docs. There's a trust factor, too. Yeah. Uh, they have to trust what I do, and I have to trust what they do. And we grew a friendship and a, a professional friendship at that. We grew out of that walking clinic. So we looked to expand to a standalone. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the Zares Plaza, Alston Mills. We were in between Subway and Lens Crafters. Yeah. So we kept both, we kept the walking clinic and we kept that clinic. And uh, we eventually, we took off, we did well. I started hiring more professionals, mm-hmm. uh, more physios, more massage therapists, more kinesiologists, we grew. Then the doctors had the the opportunity to look at Mill Pond and expand Mill Pond. And mm-hmm. so um, that was always one of my dreams, is also to have a, a little bit of a bigger place, a little bit of, a, and be in a in a medical building where everybody's talking the same talk, so to yeah. speak. And because again, I really truly believe that when you have different professionals working on one person, the more answers are gonna get, uh, more questions are gonna get answered. Mm-hmm you're going to look at that patient's health and at from different points of views Mm -hmm. and you're going to, it's going to improve. So we then, so as the doctors built this, uh, the building we're in right now, Mm -hmm. we eventually moved Mm -hmm. and the rest is history from there. And we just continue to grow. And, uh, it's been great because I've had to hire more professionals, uh, more assistants, more admin, more, and it's been great. And just to add to that, to show you how great these doctors are, Dr. Kogan uh, then applied for a community physiotherapy program to be run out of Stevenson Memorial Hospital mm-hmm. so that uh, people can, the people of New Tecumseh, can have OHIP covered yeah. physiotherapy. She applied for that and then asked us to run it. So, another opportunity for us where we now run the OHIP covered physiotherapy. Out of Stevenson Memorial, all because of the doctors of New Tecumseh, because that was something that she had to apply for, or one of the doctors yeah. had to apply for. Yeah. And Doctor Colgan just wanted to provide a service, but didn't want to, couldn't
0: undertake it herself, so yeah. she passed it on to us. So yeah. another blessing. Well, I totally agree with you. It's forward thinking all the way with these doctors, and as you know, I know them well. Um, you know, you positioned yourself just amazingly in this building, this one-stop shop vision that came to fruition over the past four or five years with a beautiful location here, uh, centralized in the community That's of right. Astling, and and, and and delivering uh, combined amenities and services in the building like that one-stop shop, it's, so exactly as uh, you were envisioning, uh, I think you're sitting in a in, in a great position here in Allison with a beautiful location and 100%. Uh, I commend you on that challenge Thank and you. Uh, that you conquered it. Um, as far as the, the the service of chiropractics, for those that have never had a chiropractor or yeah. know anything about it, yeah. um, could you tell our listeners what exactly does a chiropractor do or what what, what sort of healthcare benefits does the service of chiropractics offer? Sure. it's um, We've come a
1: long way. Uh, so um, at CMCC, we're very evidence-based. We try to, at, and CMCC, for those who don't know it, the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, very evidence-based, very, a lot of research done. So how I, I like to explain it is that we, we focus on the relationship between the musculoskeletal system, so all your muscles, your joints, your bones, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and the nervous system. And what we look for is, is there a dysfunction between them? So if you're coming in with low back pain, well, that could entail a whole slew of things. So you have to look at the joints, you have to look at the muscles, you have to look at the nervous system mm-hmm. as to how are they contributing to this person's issue, whether it's a low back, a neck, a shoulder, and uh, an elbow, it doesn't matter. And so what we do is we try to correct this dysfunction. And because when you correct this dysfunction, then your body's in a better position to try to heal itself and to try to then strengthen and move forward in better mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I'm big on exercise also. So I love to adjust. So the adjustment is when you're trying to move a, a joint to sort of loosen it up, allow the nerves to be free. That's the cracking. And the cracking. Exactly. That you hear. That pop. And that pop is not your bones being uh, sort of squished, so to speak. Yeah. It's just air being released from the joint so that you now fluid rushes in and you're more mobile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the nervous system is also, which is closely associated with the joints, is a little bit more free to do its thing and yeah, break yeah. and function
0: and all that. Yeah. But
1: in my opinion, if you don't add strengthening to it and you have to go back and do your repetitive job or sit at a desk or be at home, whatever the case, whatever yes, your yes. routine is, if we move things, we sort of hit that reset button to try to bring things back to normal so your pain levels are low and your function is better. If I... In my opinion, if I don't teach you how to now strengthen and move better and watch your posture and increase mm-hmm. your, the strength of your core, it eventually is just going to trickle back. Yeah. Now, so, but if I'm able to look at your symptoms, look at the structure, teach you how to strengthen, then you're going to sustain everything we've achieved. Yeah. Because you hear the many is like, yeah, I've tried this and that and whatever, mm-hmm. but I go back to work mm-hmm. and I use a torque gun and my elbow pain or my shoulder pain comes back. But yeah. if I'm able to decrease your pain and then show, and then strengthen the area that you're using to stre- use that torque gun, yeah. and maybe show you proper body mechanics and how to do it a little differently so you're not injuring yourself, then in my opinion, I've done my job. If you miss that component of things, the the actual like, how do I change mechanics? Mm-hmm. How do I change my strength in order to cope with your job? You're missing a key element, in, in my opinion.
0: Well, that's really interesting, which leads me to my next question. Then, um, so those mechanics that you were talking about in chiropractics, where the adjustments are made—that's right, right. Um, obviously, you're 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 alluding to it's not only the adjustment. There's all these other services surrounding it. That's right, which complements that adjustment in order to strengthen or or the betterment of the injury and help you function better surrounding it. So exactly. again, my question was, what are the other services and staples of care in yeah. the business that you have? So uh, it really falls into that really well. No, so sound? yeah,
1: and thanks. It's So right now what we have here is we have chiropractic, we have physiotherapy, we have massage, we have a chiropodist, which is a foot doctor, specialist yeah. specializing doc- in feet. Uh, reason being why we have that is because obviously, you know, if you look at just here in our town, you have Honda, for instance, and yes. you have a lot of Honda associates, uh, associate companies. They're on their feet all the day. And then, so your foot structure and your, your components of your shock absorbers pretty much could be leading and could be lending a hand to some of your knee pain and your hip pain. So we have, we brought on a chiropodist who's here yeah. to help with that component. So it's very, I don't like calling our clinic multidisciplinary. I like to call it interdisciplinary because we really focus on working together. So we all know the patient's files. We all work together and it's, it's a matter of, okay, so as a chiropractor, I will deal with the musculoskeletal system. I will deal with the, the dysfunction and adjust. If I have to, I do acupuncture too. So I have mm-hmm. that on, and a couple of my other chirals do. So we have that as a, an, an alternative. But then it's a matter of, okay, my physio now deals with the strengthening component. Yeah, yeah. And then I have my massage therapist who's going to deal with, okay, does this person have more of a global muscular dysfunction? So Mm -hmm. my massage therapist, does this person have, you know, bad foot structure? Or, you know, are there, is there, are they have flat feet, high arched feet? Do they Mm -hmm. have bunions? That's where my chiropodist comes in. So we work together and want to provide basically like this building, Mm-hmm. We want to be that one-stop shop that everybody can come and I hope can get help for what their, their case is. And of course, the benefit is if I think it's out of my scope, if I think this person needs an anti-inflammatory or something to help
0: yes. me do my
1: job, then it's a matter of sending to the doctors yeah. upstairs yeah. so that they can they can take a look or if I need an x-ray mm-hmm. or if I need something mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. How easy is it to just send exactly. them upstairs and get an appointment with them? Interesting. So,
0: so it's like an e. It's like your services in Physiomed... Is like the electronic medical records of a physician. That's right. That gets passed around that's right. to any services around what's his file, what's this. Well, you that's take right. a patient's file in here in Physiomed. And if it starts with you, the chiropractor, then you rotate that patient around all your services that's to right. make sure he comes out or she comes out 100%. That's, that's exactly,
1: you, you nailed it. Because my whole com, my whole mentality is my physio went to school my massage therapist went to school yeah. chiropers went to school my went to school so you're your ex, you're an expert in your field mm-hmm. so we exploit that why not you, i know some exercises i i yes. can prescribe exercises but part of what my physio does they do much more but mm-hmm. one of the main components is knowing rehab is knowing physio is knowing the exercise component of things mm-hmm. so that's what we focus with them massage therapist that's what they went to school for is to yeah. work on muscular dysfunction um, I do soft tissue therapy. That's fine. But it's also easier if I, I'm for my massage therapist to focus on the global aspect of the muscle. I can look at foot structure. I can do a biomechanical assessment. But my chiropodist is what they went to school for that. So yeah. we have the experts in the different fields, like you said. And we can then suggest and rotate through this so that the, the patient comes out with the best of our ability. Yeah. Better.
0: That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. No, I've I've been here pre COVID and and seen this place in action. It's it's busy, everybody's happy. You have some great people here with great services I and offering that. all the help and it's just a great, great atmosphere. I think with all the services you have you're just missing a bar. Okay. <laughs> you have no idea how many people
1: comment on that because they're like, some people love coming because they're like, you guys make it social.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like totally. That's what I was saying. And yeah. it's
1: one thing I've told people, uh, my employees, I'm like, yeah. please, like people are coming in pain. They're, they're upset because they haven't been able to do whatever they like to do, whatever their ac- activities of daily living are, yeah. whether it's golf, playing with their kids, going for a bike ride, watching TV, whatever it is, They've been their this their disability or their ailment mm-hmm. is taking them out from that, so they're not going to be very happy. So I've always asked my employees, please <clears throat> don't be down with them. Try to bring them like be be smiling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A little comedy never hurt anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have it a nice social. Be professional, but be social. Because if we can take out a little bit of the the mental aspect of things where people are down because mm-hmm. I can't go do this. I can't go do that. In my opinion, that was always, again, I want it to be fun, professional and goal oriented. Number one. Yeah. But it could be fun at the same time. It doesn't have to be serious. And I, I, I think we've achieved that because a lot of our patients do say like, it's kind of a nice social. I know. I've like, noticed it. I've it's kind of nice to come. Everybody's smiling. We're having a good time. I'm still doing my exercise. I'm still doing everything. But it's not miserable. Yeah. And I take pride in that because it was always one of my things because I, for those who know me, I'm very sarcastic. I I like to joke around. I know know when to be professional when I have to be. But being professional doesn't mean, yeah, you have to omit all those things. You can still have fun. You can still crack a joke. Yeah. Because I think that plays a big role in in somebody's health. Totally. Yeah. And just relaxing everyone. Exactly. Exactly.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, 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 uh, COVID time, right? Yes. Like, uh, uh, every time I think about this, you know, my heart goes out to businesses. My heart goes out to everyone. It's, it's just such a crazy, crazy, strange different, time. Different it's world. just, we could have never, ever imagined this, yep. you know, and, you know, in regards to your business, you know, I know that, you know, you voluntarily shut down. Yep. You know, when uh, that curve was really jumping up. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. No. your Your thoughts. Your... I can't imagine what... One of know, the hardest yeah, yeah. Everything you put into this dream of yours, all of a sudden, it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. No, nope. COVID came in. Nope. End of story. So, you were shut down. I know you're just starting to open up now. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're coming back. You know, we don't know what post-COVID really, really looks like, but, you know, everyone has had a story and a lot of people have suffered and I I would just like the listeners to know what you've endured and what, you know, has, how this has affected you personally, your staff, your operations and, you know, one thing I love about you, Phil, is you always got a smile on your face, you know, you're, you're always upbeat, got a smile on your face um, I've never ever seen you nope. down, and this is a period where, okay, I can understand down. Yeah, right. You know, um, please tell us your story while yeah. going into COVID and now back out of COVID. Yeah, it was. It's it's
1: been a roller coaster, that's for sure. Um, March 18th was the day we we shut down. It was the day I had to make a decision, probably the toughest of my career to date. Reason being is. We had great patients still coming in. Everybody was being careful. Mm -hmm. Um, Things were ramping up. Like that was March 15th is kind of like when everything really went. And we were keeping an eye on things. Patients were still coming in. We didn't really know the extent of what was coming. Mm -hmm. But March, then you start hearing the docs at the hospital, what they're going through, a lot of the frontline workers. Then you start hearing about, you know, stories of what's going on around the world. And here we are. They'll still open, still doing our thing. And one of my chiros, Dr. Juss, is the one that sort of brought it up. And she's like, I, I'm at the point where I think, I don't know if I want a treat, I need to do my part. And then my wife brought it up and in the back of my head, and I'm like, well, this sucks. Uh, and I get it I completely understand. It. Yeah. And so March 18th was the day we're like, okay, it is what it is. It's we need to shut down. And it was, like I said, we even closed early that day. So we had to cancel our afternoon patients. And we said, okay, not knowing very well what we're headed for. Um, So we did. And you take, you look at it, you take it as an opportunity to clean up administrative work, uh, catch up on stuff, keep an eye on the news, which is Mm -hmm. good and bad, uh, because it can uh, really take a toll. I think it's always bad. Oh my goodness. I had to stop. At the beginning, I was really on it because I wanted to see what was going on. But after that, it was kind of like checkpoints, see where we're going, see where our colleges, what our colleges are saying, see what the government's saying. Um, Yeah. And we, at that point were shut down completely. Only a few weeks after that, maybe, maybe three to four weeks, actually, our colleges said we could look at maybe uh, treating urgent and emergency care patients. And, um, and only those. So I didn't want to expose a lot of my other practitioners to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you can ask any of them, I've never forced anybody's hand it's their call. So I started seeing um, emergency and urgent patients. Now that's far and few in between. And you had to make a judgment call as to what is considered yeah. urgent and emergency. So I saw a few patients throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, like I said, trying to prep, trying to stay positive, and I'll be honest. Uh, the extra time with the
0: family is what keeps you going. So it's uh it, it, same here. I I mean the extra time with everybody at home, um, you know, put me through a sense of man. Uh, I I just expected so much and yeah, and uh, I just thought everything was going to come to me mm-hmm. naturally, and yeah. there never was going to be an issue. And all of a sudden. I had the moment to think that you know I'm lucky who I am, I'm lucky what I have, oh, 100%. Because at a moment's time everything can be gone. And we have no control out of your it. control. That's the that's the key I think yeah. that gets everybody is yeah.
1: both uh, both us as business owners yeah. and your government. Yeah. This is not something that you can flip a switch and change. This is the, and I think this is where even a lot of people in power have a hard time accepting is this is not something that you can write a bill you can uh, no, you can no. r- you know write in a, a directive or or do something to change this is out of your power and I think that's where it took a toll on a lot of people but that being said I treated the emergency I kept yeah, things positive yeah, yeah had weekly Zoom meetings with my entire team to yeah. try to keep people active. My wife was very active in social media to try to keep our patients going. And then we flipped the switch on virtual care. So I brought on my physiotherapist, uh, not in the clinic, but they were doing it uh, mm-hmm. from abroad. Uh, for people who needed really the guidance and people who needed some somebody to be there to show them how to do their rehab exercises at home. Or if they had questions, how to progress the rehab. They needed, a lot of people needed that sort of one-on-one. So that's where we, as a team, we got onto a secure platform. Yeah, We uh, teamed up with this company, uh, Tia Health, where they created this secure platform so that for patient confidentiality and patient mm-hmm. records, we know we're we're covered. And we started to do a few virtual care sessions here and there, my physiotherapists. My wife started to do a few virtual. Uh, very difficult for some people, um, just because... It's it's something. It's a different world. It's uh, look at the exercise world. How many people put out, you know, at home exercise programs and uh, or you know nutritional
0: guidance and. So I don't forth. know how gyms are going to come back. Gyms are gyms. gyms is I'm scared because.
1: Uh, some of the feedback I've been getting and some of the what I've been listening to, it's going to be that whole 24-7 mentality is out the door. Um, yeah. wow. It's going to be very, you know, it's going to be, from what I hear, and don't quote me on this, but it's a lot of, a, it's going to be appointment-based. Yeah. You have to block your time. Well, good li-
0: yeah, well, you, you you are correct. Good Life, at least I'm, I'm a member here in town of Good yeah. Life, and, and they're going to be doing email, um, you know, advance notice on a booking format. Right. That you have to book in. Yeah. Um, you know, that some of their cleaning um, directives are a complete sweep, clean every hour that yeah. the gym That's is open. Said, same thing. Uh, trainers that go to the gym need gloves and masks requirement. Um, yeah, know, a- I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're only going to have an hour to work. That's at. right. Like, is it going to be time? Is it going to be time? I mean, for me, it's the, the the convenience of just, you know, I'm busy. I got an hour. And I go is, to is book, up. I I can't see myself booking. I know. And that's, and I know they're trying and I know they, uh, they have rules and regulations, but it's going to be yeah. difficult. But I couldn't see myself buying online food either. And I Look. did. So. Uh, exact. So we got forced into something and I think this and is going to reflect that yeah. like in, in, in post-COVID, right? It's, it's
1: the post-COVID thing, you know, for us, same thing. Like I never thought I was, to be honest, virtual care was going to be crazy, a thing. Crazy. Uh, and it's going to be, and it's not going away. No. Because... With the restrictions I have, once when, when we're opening up, in terms of volume and in terms of you know the cleaning mm-hmm. pro, uh, process and so forth, virtual care is here to stay. It's because you can come in for a checkpoint to do your initial assessment, maybe some hands-on care. But as you start getting improving, that virtual care might become an option. Mm-hmm. Where hey, as far as guidance at home, as gui- exercise, and you know, progression, right? yeah, yeah, and maybe. You don't come into the, and leave that space for somebody else who needs an assessment or needs a reevaluation and so forth. So we don't know, but yeah, so that we grew. We had to get, there's rules and regulations in terms from our college, what we need in terms of PBEs, in terms of, you know, the plexiglass at at the front, your social distancing. So we, uh, uh, towards the end was a lot of, uh. Resourcing where are we getting our masks, where are we getting yeah, our yeah. plexiglass, where Sorry. we getting our stickers, where are we getting, you know, our, our even our disinfectants. For instance, we're mm-hmm. all they're all and our hand sanitizers is all on the can- Canadian uh, mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. so that the I wanted to abide by rules. Um, I want somebody, I want my patients to feel comfortable that if I tell them to go search my hand sanitizer or my my disinfectant, that they're comfortable that they can go to that Canadian government website and find my cleaner on there. Gotcha. Uh, so we went to that. Um, we don't have to wear N95 masks, but I do all practitioners wear N95 masks um, because we want to keep our patients safe. I want my patients to feel as comfortable as they were before different, but comfortable, mm-hmm. but yeah, the volume is not there. The volume has to slowly creep up. I still want to do my part. I still want to be safe with, uh, how many people are coming through these doors and I want it to be done in an organized fashion so that everybody's safe and our community has been doing great with numbers. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to contribute to that. So I, I want to follow rules and regulations. You but doing, you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. The one thing we mentioned on, and I just want to, the time with family has been fantastic i've never had as many family dinners as i have now uh (laughs) in the past two and a half months it's my kids i'm getting text messages like as i'm back just this week daddy we miss you so much like it's great coming home which is great and i it puts things in perspective though priorities man like it uh, really it really puts it into priorities uh
0: you know we're we're machines i know you yeah you know we're machines we we work many many hours yep um, but maybe this is a wake up call, you know, on, I, on what we become and, believe th- so, and what we need to do. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you got to look at it and say, okay,
1: like where, what do I prioritize and, and where are my priorities? And my kids are young. So it's, uh, this is like, yeah, this is the time. Yeah. So it's been good. It's been challenging too with homeschooling and everything. And, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a whole different cup of tea. We that's a that we can do a whole podcast on the homeschooling. <laughs> I, <thing> know. <laughs> I know. I do want to.
0: I bring my son on because he won't know anything. <laughs> it is. It is, tough, but it's tough on both ends. I guess oh, he's this having is a me. hard time. No, and I'm not saying he. I don't say that. Uh, you know, um, maliciously, but. He's having a, such a difficult time getting focused on this online yeah. homework thing. He's just, he's really having a tough time. Like, right. it's, there's no way he's getting his no. six to, you know, seven hours a day it's in schooling difficult. and that focus on schooling. And, and so the, it's a tough adjustment. A the really the tough adjustment. aspect is gone. 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 The gone.
1: social aspect of them having recess with their friends. Yeah. Having their, you know, whatever breaks they had, they had with friends. And yeah. it, they would talk about their homework. You know, at times they would talk totally. about sports. They would talk about this. Like... They are secluded now yep. in their homes, and you're asking them to put in all these hours of work. I know. <sighs> and I'll be honest; like I, I used to have to take myself when I was in school out of my home because I do everything exactly. but homework. So that's why. Uh,
0: that's why I don't think the virtual world is going to just catapult. No, I, I think it's tough. You have to get out and you have to go to work. I think for many. Yeah, for many. I think mentally, it's it's good. Super. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot on the essential service side of businesses, and yep. you know, you're talking a lot about your your areas of care. Um, my experience with a chiropractor, uh, I had a pinched nerve. I was still mm-hmm. in Ottawa, and yep. I had a pinched nerve on my, what do you call them in the back, the sixth or the seventh? Yeah, it depends, like uh, yeah, names for each of the. C6 C or C7 yeah. or T6 or T7,
1: it all depends on the, uh, which area. Yeah.
0: yeah. I could not. I could not move my head. Any, any sort of nudge was the most extreme pain extreme I've pain, ever, yeah. ever had. It, it was just, I could not do anything, right? And uh, thank goodness for the chiropractor, and yeah. thank goodness for physio, and thank goodness for the instructions on, you know, how and to improve. flex and how yeah. to improve and everything. Over time, I got my movement back, and whenever I have a little sort of flare-up, I know the exercises that and I need to do, them. and I do them, and it kind of loosens things up. Yeah, right? you have them in you your know? back pocket. Yeah. yeah. That's so, role. God bless anyone out there with that type of pain that was reaching out to you during this time in COVID, and you were shut down, and you're not classified an essential service. Yeah. To me, that's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Yep. Yeah. Because LCBO... Friggin' they didn't shut for a minute. LCBO, yeah. they found a way. You to know, beer store, you know, found a way, found a way. But how can it be that your services were not defined as essential? And I, and I think, I don't know, I, I, I'm certain you did, Phil, pick up the phone and said, what's going on? Like, I have people that I need to take care of. We did. <laughs> there are people that, no, I can't do this virtually. I need to open up yep. and I need to take care of them. Like, how did you handle that? That must have drove you crazy. It was, yeah, it was one of the toughest things. We were on, um,
1: we were on webinars with chirals, physios, massage therapists. Like this one, uh, this one team ran these webinars basically for everybody to have a voice. And we obviously reached out to our colleges and so forth because there's in a clinic, it's easy to control the volume. It's easy to similar to what other stores are doing. It's easy. I can only treat one person at a time. I only have two hands. So it would be easy to scream, walk them through the door, take their temperature if I have to, ask them to wear a mask, come on in, let's treat you and you can leave. And this is stuff we proposed to a lot of the, a lot of to the uh, government sort of arms that we can deal with. And it was kind of always the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And then BC and Saskatchewan opened up or started opening up, I shouldn't say that. And their stage one included chirals, physios, massage therapists, and so forth. So we're like, okay, great. When Ontario starts to open up and stage one starts coming, I can see that they're probably going to follow the lead of BC and Saskatchewan. And that kind of gave us a little bit of hope. So we kind of sort of pulled back a little bit out of our complaints and so forth. And we're like, okay, let's wait to see when stage one opens And we'll go stage one opened up and we weren't called upon. And we're like, okay, now we're going to flip tables. (laughs) Uh, Um, So our colleges were, you know, obviously upset, trying to still abide by, listen, these are government regulations. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still treat your, uh, you know, emergency and urgent. And you're right. Uh, you, You have no idea when we were like doing social media with virtual, you know, trying to push it. People are like, you know, I need hands on. And a lot of people did. Totally, totally. Because there's certain things you just need to work at. And I can't show you stretches. And it's hard to, to be honest, it's hard to stretch or it's hard to do an exercise when you're in pain. You first have to get rid of what's causing the dysfunction, this pain. Then we'll work on the stretching. But you're trying to tell somebody to move their neck in a certain way. Impossible. When they can't. So it was was a tough pill to swallow. But again you kind of, at one point you fight, you, you argue, you make your point, but at one point you, in order for your, your mental state, you accept it and and you just pray that it's going to all work out. And it did. It's you know, it was long two and a half months of, you know, lost revenues. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're getting emails and you're getting text messages and you're getting, you know, messages through Facebook about patients who, you know, can't wait. And that's a blessing. That's, to me, I was telling my whole crew, I'm like, we did something right because people are wanting to come back. And so that's, I find that as a compliment.
0: You do have a Dr. Phil <laughs> about <laughs> I the Dr. Phil.
1: You do have a Dr. Yeah. Phil in your <laughs> Dr. Phil. I I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But I I thought, and that, that's what I, I chose to look at. Yeah. I was like, you know what? There's people there. Yeah. They're going to come back. We're going to do things right. And that's the only way. And there was times at home, like my, you know, people, my wife was kind of down and, and this is, I had to like still stay positive. My kids yeah, were down yeah. and you still have to stay positive. You do those Zoom meetings. And the question I got asked the most from my employees were, when do you think we're back? And I have no answer.
0: I had no answer.
1: And Another example
0: of who you are. Your employees calling you. When yeah. am I coming back? They're like, when are like we? They want to come back. And they want to come back. They didn't and look anywhere else. Well, not that there was much around. No, I don't. but they, and that was the, again, those Zoom meetings were my,
1: yeah. every Friday at one o'clock, they were my, uh, my sort of like, uh, freedom. Like I talked to these and I looked at these crew, this crew and I'm like, everybody's on the Zoom meeting on a Friday afternoon. They don't have to be. And the number one question, without a doubt, and you can ask, is when do you think we're back? Uh, What a statement. It was was great. And it kills you when you don't have an answer. Um, But as it went on, my guesstimate always to them, and this was, uh, you know, even last month was June 1st was my guesstimate. I'm like, don't look any earlier than June 1st. And it panned out that way. I didn't, I don't have a crystal ball, but the way things were going to kind of like talking to colleagues, I'm like, mm-hmm. June 1st is probably going to be
0: the, the go-to. And that's what happened. Well, that's leads to my next question. All right. Have you read the questions that I have for you or something? You like you're, you know, you're picking them <coughs> all off per- perfectly. No. Leads me to the next question is you opened this week. I did. Yeah. First of June or. Yep. Yeah. 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 Monday. Uh, yeah. Um I've seen the activity uh how's it going? how is it going and I is it post we don't even I don't even know if it's really post covid but I know it I don't, think is, it, I don't think it, it's it's post but we don't know how post it's going to be. That's right. That's right. It has been great
1: in terms of patients wanting to come in. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had to change things obviously. Yeah. There's a screening process before you come in. You have to wear a mask if you're as a patient, all my providers or even admin are wearing masks. Um, it's the, the want to come in has been great. Um, it's been actually a blessing because I'm looking at, okay, I might have to bring more people back because that's what's happening, which who would have guessed because there's still some fear out there and I completely understand, but I want people to rest assured we're doing everything in our capabilities to keep this place safe. Mm -hmm. The whole crew is not here at the same time. Uh, it's very limited right now, hence why um, people calling, and I appreciate all the calls and, and the emails to want to book in. Um, but we have to be, at least for a week or two, we have to be a little bit reserved in terms of how we, um, how many people we see and how mm-hmm. we're booking until we get the feel and really make sure our, the policies and procedures that we have outlined to my my staff that they work properly, that they're uh and they're working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, they have been. It's been a great three days. Uh it's been nice to sort of treat my patients again and I I wish I could see more of them in one day, but I can't. Uh seeing the volume I'm seeing right now is uh is not what I'm used to. I, I like to see more and mm-hmm. I love treating so it's it's actually kind of nice. I've actually increased my days to uh to treat three, uh, at least here three times a day, uh, a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been good. And a lot of my patients appreciate it because I wasn't treating this much even pre COVID. Yeah. So, what is post COVID going to look like? Um, the initial state of post COVID is looking good. I'd like to look at these next two weeks and go. But again, is it at the volume I was at before? Not even close. Um, I think you'll get there. I think, uh, listen, Antonio, the one thing is, uh, if you ask me, I've tried to stay as positive as possible with this because we're all in this. It's, this is not like it was my clinics, you know, it happened just to my clinic. This is everybody. And so we got to roll the punches and whatever it takes, whatever things I have to change, whatever I have to invest in to make this clinic run smoothly, I will. And because the whole point of being in this business is to take care of people. Yeah. And if, if like I said, if that requires me to buy a particular thing or invest in a particular item that is gonna make it safer, then we will. And uh, because I want to see this clinic back the way it was. You will, yeah. It'll come, Yeah, it's gonna take some time, but it'll be here and, I, and that's what I hang on to. It's, uh, it's different for everybody though, it's, yeah. uh, that's the problem. <laughs>
0: I checked out uh, your website, and Mm -hmm. what I noticed on there, also as one of your services, is um, that you promote healthy nutrition and nutritional support and guidance, etc. And that really piques my interest, because the last couple of podcasts, inspired by Joe Rogan, the man, um, and... you know, not just what he's blasting out, but everything that he's telling me makes sense with a little bit of, of knowledge I had already. Right. At the end of the day. Eating well, taking care of yourself, uh, vitamin supplements, um, being the best that you can be in parallel with physical fitness. That's right. Is going to improve your immune system. And here we are in the middle of covid. And I don't hear news blasts and newspapers front page nope. saying this is the best remedy right now. Obviously, there are those with underlying health issues. Yes. There are our seniors, or, you know, of course, I understand that. But sort of my philosophy on this nutritional mm-hmm. approach is if you're within that age group, and you could be a senior, I'm 60. Yeah. You know, and I'm focusing on that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm focusing on that. Um, eating well, limiting alcohol, even though we're having a beer right now. Yep. Um, uh, you know, vitamin supplements, physical exercise, and just ensuring that I can be the best that I can be so that my immune system, if by chance mm-hmm. I do get COVID, yep. will have the best shot. Because right. I think we're all going to be exposed to this somehow exactly this thing will mutate it'll expose a second wave Mm -hmm. it's going to come so why not focus now on being the best we can be let's eat the best we can let's vitamin supplement let's take lots of vitamin d let's take lots of zinc let's i mean it's easy to find out who and uh and who can give you that knowledge so i really like seeing that on your website and how you're focusing on that as another element of all That's the right. services that you're doing. So where I'm coming from, you know, how do you see that approach? And, and tell me what uh, you would yeah. uh, what information you would do and provide to your uh, to your uh, clients.
1: Yeah, no, it's
0: uh, one of the things we've always been trying
1: to convey to our patients is is health, a healthy lifestyle. And I've always said, like, just move like you, you got to move like because you get some patients in and obviously they're a little bit more sedentary than you'd like and so forth my goal as being holistic is is looking at all the contributing factors and so if you're coming in and let's say you're a little bit more overweight than you should be and you're complaining of knee pain i can probably deal with your knee pain the acute knee pain i can teach you some stuff but in terms of mechanics we should look At the whole picture, totally weight being one of them. And if your weight, if you're a little bit overweight and you're considered overweight, then you have to think of the impact that's taking on your knees. If you're going to be a holistic practitioner, you're going to want to be interdisciplinary. You'd be doing an injustice not to bring up that component, not only for the knee pain but metabolically, your heart, diabetes. Mm -hmm. You name it, I can keep going. So, one of the things we like to sort of bring in, I do a body composition uh, test on everybody that comes in. And you'll get the odd person is like, why are we doing a body composition? Well, because I'd like to show what your hydration level is, what your body fat composition is, your muscle mass, and so forth. Because if any of those things are off, they could be contributing to your overall health. Mm -hmm. Now we're in covid so we're like, okay, this is even more important now because I truly believe, like what you said, the better position you are in. If you are ha- happen to be one of the unlucky people to con- to contract it, I truly believe you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to to get away. I believe it. that too. I, I really I, do. I really do. So Paige Hawkins is. Uh, I'm giving her a little uh, plug. A little plug here. She used to be my massage therapist. She went out to Ottawa and got her holistic nutrition uh, mm-hmm. degree and still does massage therapy, not here, but is uh, she working in Ottawa?
0: No, no, she, she came
1: back. Okay, she's okay. up in Barrie, so she uh she's not doing massage therapy here and she's not even doing it a lot. She really is pushing her holistic nutrition uh component of things. So we are promoting her and using her because her her approach kind of fits with what we're doing, and it's realistic, and I'm big on. Realism in terms of life, like you said, it's it's about the correct supplements. It's about changing lifestyle in terms of what you eat, mm-hmm. eating things properly, and and going from there. Uh, if you you know if you look at some of the businesses even in town right now, I love the fact that a lot of people are selling and promoting some of the grass fed beef, the free range uh, meats, the organic you know, vegetables we have all here in town. And so some of these businesses that are using this COVID stuff um, are are using this COVID stuff to, or this opportunity to promote these businesses that are selling grass-fed meat, Mm -hmm. free range, organic, is all about what we're trying to promote. The healthier we are, the, the better state we are, the better practices and, and, and things you do in your life, the better position you're going to be in if, God forbid, you contract mm-hmm. it. Totally. And that's why we have to mention that. And that's why we bring that stuff up uh, to people, because this is an opportunity. You can look at this. Hey, I'm at home two and a half months. You don't have to gain weight. Mm-hmm. You can take it as an opportunity to create a new regime, to create a new schedule for yourself where... You can go for that walk every night that you couldn't do because you were too tired from work. Mm-hmm. You can take a little bit more time to create a beautiful meal, mm-hmm. rather than possibly ordering in or having okay. you know a pre-made meal you know that you bought. And I'm not saying fast food.
0: Fast food. Yeah.
1: Why not take an opportunity right now? And cheater, day, cheater
0: days are good. Hey,
1: listen, I'm all about moderation like cheater days are okay I don't right. think I don't think going this is totally my opinion going hardcore all the time mm-hmm. will last so having kill your cravings I tell people all the time like I rather you kill a craving in one sitting with whatever you like whether it's chocolate chips whatever you like kill the craving move on mm-hmm. a cheater day is important mm-hmm. because if, that cheater day if you don't kill it, if you don't kill that craving, that craving becomes you for forger like a, a large a large pizza instead of a slice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. That's right. Because and by the time of it, it's like oh, I'll have a little bit. Yeah, maybe I'll have this. Even though you're craving chocolate, I'll have this little bit of chips just to kill. Yeah. No, you're still craving chocolate. Just yeah. eat your chocolate. But obviously, nutrition, leading a healthy, active lifestyle, leading a healthy active lifestyle has been my My statement I probably use with every patient, if you can lead a healthy, active lifestyle and active means different things to different people, because you don't, I'm not saying go run marathons if you can't, but getting out, going for a hike, going for a walk, going playing around a golf, be active. Yeah. The the minute we plop ourselves on that couch and don't move, you're, you're going down a slippery slope in my opinion.
0: Well, that's great. Let, you know, as I said on the last show, I've got Johnny Wong, a pharmacist. I've got Dr. Phil Tiberchio, a chiropractor, all these professionals in the health industry telling us to be better and be the best that we can be. Come on, New Tech, wake up, you know, wake yeah. up, just get fit, get healthier out there. And uh, you know, we could be a COVID free zone. That's right. You know, everybody just doing their best to be the best that they can be. And um, you know, alluding to that, I you know, let's take care obviously of our most vulnerable, our seniors. Of and of course. And yeah, you can you, you know, that? Yeah, let's take care of them, obviously. Yeah. Let's, you know, if we want to quarantine people, let's quarantine them.
1: That's right. And the and the only way
0: we're gonna it's kind
1: of I always I use this example with my patients talking about taking care think about the example when when you're on an airplane whenever we get back there and the the, the oxygen masks fall what's the first rule You've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself mm-hmm. in order for you to take care of somebody else yes this is no different yeah you have to take care of yourself first in order for you to take care of the ones in need if if you're healthy if you're in a great got a great immune system if you're out of pain if you're functioning properly we then need to now take care like you said, of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Your kids, your elderly parents, whatever the case may be. Take care of yourself first. Yeah. Because you're the you're going to put yourself in a better position to take care of the rest. And that's what we need to do. Yeah, you're right. The ones that are at risk, those
0: are the people we
1: need to take care of. So don't be the
0: one at risk. Right on. Right on. Well said. Well said. Flipping out to another, I, I, I remember Phil. I should probably should have brought this up earlier in the podcast, but you invited me out to uh, to a showing over at the Zares Plaza. Yes, for this uh, amazing like laser oh, yes machine <laughs> thing. Yeah, you know, and yep. uh, um, I mean a laser on your spine and thing. You know, you put laser spine. Oh my god, <laughs> I, am yeah. I walking after this? But. Um, you had a great presentation, the mayor was out and everybody, right. I think docs were out as well. Yeah. And, um, you've had a few comments on it, you know, through, uh, the months after that, that it's really done quite remarkably well done. Yes. for many, many patients. Maybe, uh, that's something that I think your listeners that don't know you or have never been here, uh, cause back pain is it's really prevalent out there. It 80% just, of the population will it, have some kind of back pain. Let the listeners know a little bit more about Circus. this amazing laser technology yeah. that you brought into Alliston. So the the it's called the spine specialist. It's um
1: it's a traction table with laser incorporated into it. So laser therapy and traction are nothing new. Uh they've been around for quite some time, but Dr. Mark Jagger who invented the table, his concept was based on why don't we implement the two things? Because Traction is there to help take some pressure off joints. If you have a disc issue, you're, you're trying to take the pressure off the disc to try to in- decrease inflammation, try to decrease any irritation of the nerve. Mm-hmm. And that's why people get a lot of sciatic or nerve pain and so forth. Yeah. So we're trying to take a little bit of the load off the low back. But the problem was some, a lot of times is you get people in a lot of pain, a lot of tension, and you're trying to cause traction. So you're kind of going against what their body is trying to do as a protective response. They're tight. Things are are being uh, sort of resilient. And you're trying to pull them apart, so to speak. Yeah. So Dr. Jagger said, well, lasers, one of the biggest things laser does or that wavelength is it increases blood flow to an area, wherever you expose it to. Well, if you increase blood flow to a muscle, it's going to tend to relax. So, the idea was, okay, at the same time that we're trying to create this traction, we're going to have a laser on a robotic arm scanning your low back. And as the laser is providing its treatment, you're increasing blood flow to the area. You pick, Mm -hmm. there's different programs, but let's say the low back, you pick the area of the low back. So, the muscles are now getting this influx of blood flow and the muscles tend to relax. Now, traction can occur a little bit easier because the muscles aren't so tight. So it's a little bit more comfortable. Second to that, when you increase blood flow to any body part, you're bringing in nutrients, you're bringing in vitamins, you're bringing in building blocks to heal something. So if there's an inflammatory issue, this fresh blood flow coming in is bringing in the troops, so to speak, to try to heal. So Mm -hmm. you're getting the double whammy. So you're getting the traction to give you some relief of your low back issues. You're getting muscle relaxation, and you're bringing in new, fresh nutrients to the area to try to heal it. Mm -hmm. So I love that concept. I always wanted – I love traction, and I love laser. I have an independent laser here that I use on extremities. But in order to have it incorporated into low back, uh, it was something – groundbreaking. And the other thing too, on the patient side of things, it saves time on treatment because let's say you had to do a laser, uh, treatment before they do the traction, you're tacking on another 10 to 15 minutes of them being here. Then you got to go to traction for another 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden they're here for, you know, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. So when you combine it all together, they're still getting a 15 minute treatment with all the bells and whistles that being said, um, I'm a big, like I started this off, I'm big on strengthening. I'm a true believer though that after that, there has to be a strengthening component. Because again, we traction, we take the load off, We you feel a little bit better, you stand up, you go do your daily routine, you go do whatever it is. And eventually, if you don't support with your core musculature to hold your spine up and where this new position eventually is just going to go back, back to where to it was. was. Yeah. So incorporating that machine with my love for strengthening and, and the exercise was one of the best things. And some of the results we've seen have been incredible. It's, it's awesome to see somebody be able to get back into a daily routine mm-hmm. or one of my patients got into a new job. Like he thought he was, taking early retirement, and he was able to get a, a, another job, uh, not what he was doing, that he can cope with, he can endure, and it was just getting him out to do what he does. Amazing. And I see him once in a blue moon to, to come in, and uh, if he ever has a flare-up, because it's not the... The key with this table is you want to, anything with low back. Surgery is a flip of a coin. And the orthopedic surgeons will tell you the exact same thing. They'll tell you it's a, you know, depending on the situation, it's a 50-50. There's no guarantees. So that scares a lot of people with, I understand. So my, my concept is, have you tried everything under the sun conservatively so that you can fully make an educated uh, decision as to where you want to go, whether surgery or not? So this table was one of kind of like the last step. It's where I see a lot of people that have done everything and anything under the sun. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is my last resort. Because if this doesn't work, I'm going to surgical route. Yeah. So to have that option and to be able to change somebody's you know, life, really, not to get too philosophical, but you really are changing their physical life, to be able to do something and to be able to cope with it, and not go down the surgical route, I have nothing against surgery. But it, I'm putting myself in these people's shoes.
0: It'd be definitely less
1: my, be my for. Yes, it'd be my last resort. So yeah. the table's been
0: completely um, one of the best additions to the clinic for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, boy, we're getting to a wrap here. It's <laughs> already. Holy chomping it
1: feels like already, but was gonna, uh,
0: it was, we're, we're chatting away yes. here. This is great. I just really enjoyed the show, Phil. It was good. Um, do you think, you know, I, I think our governments have really reacted well. I mean, to sustain I, I, the economy. I agree. In their capacity, uh, they've done quite a bit. We're going to pay for it. The next yep. generation will pay for it. But, you know, they've done their part, you know. For now. you got to um, be reactive right now. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, do you feel that? You know, in your opinion, the government supported you as as well as it could, and your association has given you the support that uh, you expected uh, during probably one of the worst economic times in history since the depression. I I think they did, yeah, the best they
1: could. Like it's this is this is you know a crazy time, and I have to admit, and I'm not going to get into like politics and meaning who I who I like, but when you look at what our two leaders have done, you have to commend them. And I know there's good and bad, and I know there's um, a lot of comments about like how things change, or how the programs are changing and so forth. But you also have to understand these are unprecedented times. Oh. Nobody nobody had anything in place for something like this. Nobody could guess. So for given the situation, given the how quickly this, when you really think about it, how quickly this pretty much turned on, I, I'd like to look at them and say, you know what, you did the best you can. And yes, we're still figuring it out. There's been programs and I know there's been people who are like, oh my goodness, so many changes. Well, yeah, because there's so many scenarios. Mm -hmm. So you can, it's hard to have a blanket program that suits everybody. So, yeah, it's dynamic. It's literally every day this thing has been changing. And, you know, you give you you give somebody the CERB, you know, the $2,000 a month thing. And then it's like, well, that doesn't include ABC uh, people. Okay. So they looked at it. And now they include ABC. And I know for those ABC type of people, they were pissed off. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand that, again, to think of and every they were scenario, learning, they
0: were learning too.
1: Yes, to think of every scenario is almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. and I I know when we're in that state, it is a very scary time because we don't know how to pay our next bills. Mm-hmm. So when you're kind of left on the outside of the box that they included the serve for, I get why you're mad, but you also have to have a little bit of an understanding that, like you just said, every this is new to everybody. Mm-hmm. Or then there's the you know the the wage subsidy and who's included in that. And that's been changed to this data. I got it today. I got a new email about new hires. If you're not that, that I'm in that boat, but if you were to get a new hire, if you have contract employees, how that yeah changes yeah. everything. But overall, when I look at how they, they've even um, held themselves, their, their tone, their, Their quickness, so to speak, and I truly believe when you think about it's only been two and a half months. So everything that's been in place, relatively speaking, has been pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, It's two and a half months is nothing. To change what has changed, two and a half months. And when you think of how long in a normal pre-COVID time it would take to, to get a policy passed and to instill this policy, it would take months. Things have changed literally in two and a half months the CRA, how quickly it is to get, like they had to put these programs in place pretty much at the snap of a finger or else people would be in, like in dire straits. So overall, I think things have been going well and it's it's hard to say, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> the aftermath is, we'll deal with. Uh But in terms of the quickness, in terms of what they've been
0: put in place, I think they've done a pretty substantial yeah. job. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you know, we're almost the wrap here Mr. Phil. I think this very much. is uh going to a wrap. It's been an amazing an amazing uh, interview with you. i have got to know you so much more in your journey and um you know, Allison's lucky to have you and I, I can tell that. your passion for Allison and this that. community. Um you left me a note that you had what you want a little giveaway or something yes. uh Yes, I will put in,
1: I'm putting in a little healthcare package together. Uh, it'll include everything from rubs, hot gold pack, uh, some some exercise bands, some exercises. Wow. Uh, but I'm not giving it away just for giving it away. No, no. You have to listen to the podcast and Thank you have you. to share it on social media. Yeah. Every time you do
0: so, Antonio will be putting in. And name leave a comment. It. We'd like a comment. Perfect. There you go. Right. Those are the rules. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Phil Tuberchio, Dr. Phil Tuberchio. Thank you. And Physiomed. Um, you know, I love you. I love what you're doing in this community. It. It's it's just really, really awesome. Uh, anything else you want to say to anyone out there? No, it's, uh, th- I want to thank
1: everybody. Number one, I want to thank our all of the docs, Everybody working at that hospital, all the frontline workers. And it shouldn't only be the hospital. Everybody. Everything from Johnny Wong at the pharmacies. Everybody that was considered essential. The fact that I can go into Zares, I can go into Walmart. Totally, yeah. And get everything I want. All the small businesses that have somewhat adapted to this craziness. Kudos to you and to my patients. Can't forget them. They <laughs> Monday, I think it was Monday. No, last, last week Bev put out a my wife put out some social media saying that chiros are back and physios yeah. and it was pretty much instantaneous that we got phone calls and emails so i want to thank my patients because without them i'm nothing awesome so thank awesome. you to
0: everybody well no problem uh mr t dr t i like everybody it. calls me dr t i call you felipe felipe is okay my, <laughs> you and my mom call me felipe. <laughs> 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 all right buddy Nice to you thank thank you, you. All right. Glad Glad you.